Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, the podcast mogul, Phil Better. And today's guest, I'm happy to say, is a business mindset coach, a certified pediatric chiropractor, a three-time author, and a podcaster speaker. His books, the three books, and the one that we're going to be talking about, his most recent recent one, The Decoding the Matrix, which comes out, came out in May of 2020, is a revolutionary exploration of the forces around what around you that conspire to hold you back from achieving your dreams and becoming this becoming successful and finding happiness. Our guest has helped over a hundred hundred ah Jesus. You you'd think a podcaster would be able to read a simple intro that they wrote. Here, let's do this again. Our guest has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs learn how to create their dream life effortlessly through sharing principles of living in the quantum world. He helps business owners lead more fulfilled and lives and uh, Jesus. He helps business owners lead more fulfilled lives effortlessly while working less, getting out of that grind, hustle mentality, and making their dreams a reality. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to stop talking and introduce Dr. Vic Manzo, Jr. Dr. Vic, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, brother. I am excited to be here. After that intro, uh, I don't know why you would be excited. But, uh... <laughs> it's the humanness of you, man. You let it, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. I love the, uh, that's like, I used to do real, uh, you're a podcaster. So, you know, like when you, sometimes when you first start, you try and get like the perfection down all the ums, the ahs and the pauses that are too long. You try and get those edited out. And then you realize that takes like 80 hours of your life for one hour at podcast. No, that's not happening. And then you start loosening up and now it's just like, I mess up. I mess up. I don't really mind. Hopefully I don't mess up too bad, but, um, Vic, how about you introduce yourself to the audience as a welcome to the show? Yeah, so uh, you know, my I've been a, a chiropractor for the last let's see now, it'll be fourteen years in September. Um, I haven't been practicing the last year because I kind of made a transition in my life last year where my wife and I moved from Chicago to Knoxville. Um, something that we wanted to do for a few years. It was, it was, I always say it's pre COVID. It was before COVID. We, we thought about this. Yeah. Um, cause a lot of people are leaving or, le- or I don't know if they're still are, but they were leaving Illinois, but it was one of those things where, um, about f- 2007, 2018, this is where I started to get into coaching as like a side hustle, right? In December, December, 2018. And, um, and then after the three years, I finally was like, you know, I want to do this full time. And since we made the transition, I was like, well, I can I can take a break from Cairo for a little bit. And I go, you know what? If once I take that break, I'm actually going to focus on Cairo's too, just as much as business coach, business, um, uh, business, business owners and entrepreneurs. And so that's been kind of my my journey a little bit about me uh, in the last 15 years or so. So where what was the reason for the transition going from I'm going to be a chiropractor and have this great living helping people with their backs and bones and all that fun stuff that a chiropractor bends people into pretzels to make the cracking noises. That's what I see on TikTok. So I don't know if that's the actual thing, but I know you guys, my dad used to go to a chiropractor. So I know there's a lot of relief that can be helped by him. Uh, but what was that like, transition deciding, Hey, let's go from chiropractic to coaching. Like, what was that? Why? Like, 
what obviously you had your freedom because you got you, you're a chiropractor you you're pretty much printing money as a business if you're you're smart right because it's a needs everybody has so like what was that like the reasoning behind you know i i, I love this question because it was one of the things where in the first five years of my career, I hit my financial peak, close to seven figures. And and it was one of those things where I was unfulfilled, unsatisfied, burned out every four to six months. I couldn't figure out why I was burned out every four to six months because I was always told, like in the business of self-help world, when you're passionate, when you find your why, you'll never, you'll always have infinite energy. Well, I knew my why. I had a vision. I had all those things. And yet I was burned out every four to six months. And so I went through a deep spiritual soul seek, like just some soul seeking. My wife worked with me in the office. She she was my she has more titles than I did in the office. I was just a chiropractor and and, and co co owner. She was the chief marketing officer, the chief operations officer. She was the office man. She was she the had all these business, titles. pretty much. You were the employee. She was the business in essence. Oh, we used to tell our patients all the time to be like, "Who's the boss?" I'm like, "She's the boss." I'm like, "She's the one that tells me what I have to do in this office." The only thing that she can't talk about is the clinical stuff. That's the only thing that's my my world. <laughs> but um, but there came a point where we changed our office. Long story short, I, I started to practice all these different principles that I knew from back in the day, like mindset and quantum physics and neuroscience and universal law, spirituality, all this stuff. And I started to put that together. And well, guess what? I started to choose my reality and I chose my success and I got back to my financial peak. Um, well, I took a 40% hit when I made all these changes on purpose because I changed mm -hmm. my office around. And then um, a year later, we were back right where we were, but I was working 50% less. At that moment in time, I started to evaluate things and look at my life and go, okay, I've been in practice now for, you know, eight, eight seven, eight years, and, and we're doing phenomenally well. Um, and I was looking at things and I started to look at my reach. I started to look at my vision when I was in chiropractic school and what I wanted to do and the people I wanted to help. And that's when things started to hit me. Because I started to look and I go, as much as I'm successful, one of the bigger uh, pediatric offices in Illinois, um, I've had great success. I made a massive impact in my community. I am the guy to go to for holistic and pediatric health. And at the same token, though, when I looked at my reach, and this is not an ego thing, so I want to really clarify this. Don't take that out of context. I just had a bigger vision than what I was serving. And I felt like I was very small in this. And I said, well, how can I serve bigger? How can I help more? How can I, what can I do to really serve the humanity in the way I want to? And I started to look and I said, well, I don't know if chiropractic is going to be that. The only way I can do this is I'll open up other offices, start training docs, condition, you know, working on them, mentoring them, coaching them, and then starting to evolve because that was one of my visions. And eventually that's, that's going to, I'm going to continue that vision eventually. But I was like, no, I, I go, that's when I got into the coaching and I started to look and I saw the success that started to happen there. And I'm like, this is where I want to be right now because I'm changing people from a mindset perspective. When I could change their mind, I changed their life. I tried doing that in chiropractic in some ways because the way I shared chiropractic is kind of different to a lot of other chiropractors. And when I'm incorporating mindset and energetic stuff and energy healing and all these other things, um, that could sound a little out there for a lot of people. But I couldn't do the massive shifts that I wanted to do with my patients. Some people were just like, hey, I just, you're my chiropractor. I just want you to, I want you just to be my chiropractor. And I was like, Okay, that's a little different than what you're right. That's fine. Let, let's do it that way. But the mindset stuff was more fulfilling in some way, but it helped fulfill more of the bigger vision I had. It, this vision I created was around 23. And it was at that point where I looked at my wife and I'm like, I, this, I think this is what, what I can do because I can still coach chiropractors. And I feel like I could be a part of their, like a small sliver of their success. It's mostly all them. 
but I feel like I'm a little bit of a part of that. And I, now my reach is starting to extend out and I feel like I'm helping humanity more and, and just doing working in my office in the small little town that I was in. I love that because it, it's it, your message. The core of it is helping others. Like it, the, the, the bare bones is helping either, a, like you said, a, when you were a chiropractor, helping your client, your customer, your individual come in and either do the simple thing of, I just need you to chiropract my back or, Hey, let's, let's look at change the mindset helps build everything and the holistic approach. And now you're taking that same thing and bringing it into a, the bigger world with your coaching, helping other people hit that level of success. Like you said, it may be a small sliver, but it's the start of their success because they may have success to a certain level, but they're not reaching that full potential as a human. I, I, I love that, that that's your goal. It's like, basically it's just helping people, whatever it is, it's just helping people get to the, what they need. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, it's always been that for me. I mean, that's what got me into chiropractic. It was a, a health issue I had, and, and then it all of a sudden turned around. And it was totally nothing related to back, neck pain, and headaches, like what I thought chiropractic did. And it was fascinating how my whole life changed and everything. And I was just like, okay, there's a lot of people that are way worse off than I am. I need to get this message out there in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, doing it for as long I mean, I'm only 10. I always have my own. I've been a chiropractor now, what, 13 years, 14 years, 2009. So 14 years going on. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm still young in this profession. Um, but it's it's one of those things. Now I feel like I'm at just a different level to where I'm like, okay, this is where I feel I'm being called to. And everything just lined up. My wife wanted to, you know, we, we decided to want to move to Tennessee and that started to happen. And then when it did, I was like, okay, this is all aligning. It's all working out. And it really did. Everything worked out to make that transition, to make it happen to where we are today. Now, chiropractors generally aren't the authors and you've written three books. Now, the two others, unfortunately, I don't really have up here, but we have Decoding the Matrix. How did you come up with the thought process behind writing books, going from chiropractor to coaching? And obviously books help, but like, where was it that, hey, I want to write a book? You know, it was, um, I was in chiropractic school. I always wanted to be an author. It was just something I wanted to do. It was just something I felt would be a calling. And at the time, <clears throat> when I was 28, I tried writing one and it just wasn't working out. I was like, okay, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to get this going. And nothing was coming out of me. I was like, try, I couldn't focus. I do one chapter on something. And then the next chapter, I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't write about that. I should do this instead. I should do it. It just wasn't working out. It wasn't until 2018, uh, 2017, I went through all the changes that we went through. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to get back into podcasting. I did podcasting in 2012. It was a health podcast called Wellness Smart Radio. And I did about 104 episodes. And it was great. But it, the thing was, I was like, man, there's so many people talking about health. I'd rather just focus my energy on health to my community and really just keep it more local than trying to expand out. And, and after I closed that down, I went to, um, this is where the calling of a podcast came back. And I've always wanted to have a podcast on like spirituality or mindset or something along those lines. And one day I was just like, enough talk about this. I'm creating it. And, I just, and it just came to me. I'm like the mindful experiment. I'm like, I, I was going to call it the life experiment, but that just doesn't sound cool. But I was like the mindful experiment. I'm like, we all experiment life in our own ways. So I was like, here we go. And then we started that. And then from there, prior to just launching, that's where the book was coming where I was like, I'm going to write a book. And I started just writing and it just started to flow. It just came out of me. It wasn't like I was, I didn't really have to think too much about it. Um, I, I, when I wrote my first book, my friends are a couple of friends of mine who wanted to write books are like, 
How did you do it? What system did you use? What outlines? How did you do this, this, this? And I'm like, listen, I know those. But what I'm going to tell you is very unorthodox. I didn't do much of any of that. Like, what do you mean do any of that? I'm like, no, literally, I just chose what I wanted to do. And that was the end of it. Like, I just I just really wrote a ch- like, the, like the title of the chapter. And then I just got into a state, flow came, and I started writing. And that was my, my first book was Rediscover Your Greatness. And it was all about what are the fabric, the rules to this fabric called life or this thing called life. And um, basically all the changes I made in my business of what I did from a mind perspective and using universal laws and all these other things, that's what that book kind of tailors into to what helped me get to those levels of what I did. I love that. Um, now, in your your at least 14 years of being a chiropractor and adding on the coaching, you've obviously been able to experience some great moments, either through your clients or you personally achieving something like, wow, I never thought I would be able to achieve that. And then look at me, I'm standing on top of Mount Kilimanjaro, you know, looking over the vastness that is earth. Um, Do you have a memory like that you would like to share with us? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple, I mean, one is very simple and quick. It's not even, it was when I was younger to where kind of inspired a lot of this like help in a way um 12 years old and I, I didn't understand why people suffer and some didn't why you know they always heard the good always bad things happen to good people and, and this and that and i was always like why is that why is that why is that and that was always a pressing moment in my mind um but i have a ton of things i can share from my chiropractic world i mean there's just so much the thing i can if i had a if i could generalize it all it's having a mother trust me with their newborn especially their first to help them <sighs> with whatever they have going on. I always commended moms when they came into the office and I just said, I want to thank you for trusting me. Um, because especially if they're, I mean, it's their second, third, don't get me wrong. That's important too. But <laughs> the first one, mama bear syndrome is very huge on the second one. You, if you ever notice a mom will always not share their baby much on the first one, the second one, they're like, yeah, do whatever you want. Go ahead and take it. I don't even care. Um, and then the I've third one, somebody... it's just a wild beast. Yes. That's just running around. Yeah. Oh, whatever. That's a little Johnny boy. Just doing whatever. Um, where the first one, they're like, no, can't do that. Nope. Don't go there, honey, please do this. You know, it's just, it's just natural. And, um, but I always would tell them like, just thank you for trusting in me and this experience. I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to understand where mom is. They tried everything and nothing's working. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't get, maybe the baby's not sleeping. Maybe they have colic. Maybe they had a traumatic birth and there's all these other things going on. Maybe they've been constipated for a week. I mean, there's just so much that can be going on. And these are some of the common ones that <clears throat> it's like, they're, trusting and i'm just like man that's an honor for me to be able to do that and i always you you can see the little kid in me when it comes out when i have like a little infant in front of me and i'm adjusting i'm not the world's biggest guy but i'm not the smallest either and and i have some my like my hands i have, I have decent sized pinkies and i way i adjust and i and i have to like slide in there as best as i can and my patients will look and go it's so a lot of them will be like it's so fun watching you adjust an infant because it's like here you are, little tiny little thing, and you're trying to get your hands. And I'm just like, we make it work one way or another. Um, but it's one of those things where that is the greatest. I mean, there's so many stories from that. Like, you know, you, you, what's the greatest thing when you can see um, like a family? They one time was like six months in the care. Um, first, it was the dad who came in. Um, daughter came in uh, about two months later because he was learning about chiropractic. And they, she had a lot of emotional like eruptions that would just happen and they couldn't go to travel. They couldn't go to restaurants. And the last one, like he was just, you could tell he was burnt out from this. They were at a beautiful restaurant, downtown Chicago, gorgeous place. And um, literally they're in the bathroom for like an hour and the baby's baby, she's five years old almost. And she's just breaking down crying and just nonstop. 
And he just looks at me and he goes, can you, can chiropractic help with that? I said, absolutely. I go, we got to see what's going on first, but um, you know, the body does better without interference than it does with and starts care. Four months later, the family, um, they said, we have a nickname for you. And literally the mom, the wife started care, the other sister, the sister or the other daughter started care. And I'm like, Oh, what's the nickname? I like nicknames. They go, your doctor changed our lives. And I go, what was that? They're like, doctor changed our lives. I'm like, please explain this one. And they're like, for the first time in our life, we can now go on trips. We've been testing it out for the last four months. We're going to Disney. And then the summer, we're going to rent an RV and go all throughout the West and Northwest and all that. We couldn't do that if it wasn't for your help and what you did. And like I said, I have hundreds of stories on this, probably even more. But that one, it was like very touching because it's just like the, the power of what we do as as chiropractors in general but just in general the power of who we are you never know that you never know what something you say do or forget the other part of that quote but um how far reaching it will be and it's that was just like here's a family that couldn't travel that couldn't do this that couldn't do that and all of a sudden not only do we help them do that but how about that little girl now who can now regulate her emotions a lot better can now build up her emotions and know how to be more resilient and all these other things, what that's going to do for her life. I, I, you know, I I'm hoping that 10, 15, 20 years down the road, I can, you know, see her as when she's older and, and see who she's evolved to become. Um, because I know I played a little bit of an influence in the beginning by changing that course. I would love that, that. That would be something incredible. Like you, you, you start, start helping someone, early in their life, like you said, five years, five, four, five years old, you help the whole family, but revisit 25 years later, 50 years later and see the changes that can, that you helped create. Cause she's able, like you said, to regulate her emotions better and all that. Oh my God. It's insane. Some great memories to have and keep pushing you towards it when you have the dark days. And speaking of dark days, like, how do you deal with those days where you don't feel enough? Like I know you help business leaders feel like fulfilled in their lives, but every once in a while, like we're humans, we have those dark days where we feel like we're crap and we're not fulfilling anything. Like what is like, what do you, what do you do to get by on those days? You know, a lot of times it's, we all have them. I have them, you know, and it's one of those things where going back and looking at, some of the former successes I had or what people said, like when we were closing down our office, some, a lot of my patients, they wrote like cards to us and stuff. And we stay in touch with a good amount of the, not all of them, but like a good percentage of them. And it's one of those things where, I mean, a year later, we just passed a year in December and I put a, put a little post on uh, a Facebook and Instagram just saying, wow, it's been a year since I've been in practice and closing all the, I did a little, little thing on this and patient, patient, miss you guys, still miss you, can't believe you're gone, boom, 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 all these different things. And I'm just sitting there like, I guess I had a more of an impact in people's lives than I thought, you know? And here I am, someone who, if my patients would be like, oh, you do so much for people, you can't believe it. But I'm human, right? I don't see what people see. I see only what I can see. And it's like, you don't realize, again, the, how much reaching or how much of an impact you have on people. I would, I would, my, my massage therapist, she's still, um, she's, she still practices in the town. And she would tell us, like in the first month, they were your, or some of the clients would walk by the old space and just stand there and miss the memories that they had there. And I'm going, you got to be kidding me! So it's those moments <clears throat> that pick me up. And sometimes I won't say they always work because my mind is very strong and it likes to play games with me. But I'll practice the other things to help. I have different modalities I'll use. But um, 
it's remembering those times and even in current now as being a coach, like changing lives in those levels to where someone doesn't believe in themselves or they're on the last line of finances and they're investing whatever they have left in savings into me. Uh, to And I'm like, you're not investing in me, you're investing in yourself. But to trust themselves to try to do whatever they can because they said they've been trying this for years and nothing's working. I'm like, well, kudos for you to continue moving forward. I'm excited to work with you just because of that. I know you're committed. And then, you know, four, six months, eight months down the road, um, they're not there anymore. They're, they Now they can build into the savings. Now they can look into their future. Now they're hopeful. They can get back on offense. And that's the things that help me um, get through those moments uh, to get out of that, you know, going, I'll feel it before I get into the rut. So I'll just feel like, oh, this is not a great day. And I'm like, you know, hold up. Let's, let's recenter. Let's go back. Let's go down memory lane. And sometimes I don't always do that. But when it's really like I'm seeing a pattern showing up and I'm, I'm seeing like things, thoughts going to focus on things I don't like or I choose not to experience, then it's one of those things I'm like, let's go back. I got to go. Let me look at some old letters. And I have like in my closet, I'm pointing over here. You can't see where I'm pointing. But uh, <laughs> my closet over here in my office, I have, you know, I have it in a, in a tote where it's just I have all the letters and everything, all the success stories that people wrote and testimonies that they did and all those things. And even some that my clients have written to me in, in my coaching. And I just go back and I read them. And I'm just like, I am doing something. It's fine. This I, I can't stay here because it's selfish. I got to get out of this and just continue to move forward. Understand why it's there, but then go ahead and continue to move forward. That's a great tip. A great tip for anybody when they're dealing with the the bad days is just re- look at some of your wins. Just remember those wins. Um, and if it's not even in business, in personal, like I do something every time I have a personal win, I put it into a little jar and that usually I read at the end of the year to see all the personal wins. But, you know, if you're having a bad day, just pick a win out of the thing and see what you, you have uh, to remember. Um, I do want to pivot a bit more to another type of tip, but a tip for people who are moving from the chiropractic world into maybe coaching and maybe either to help coach chi- either chiropractors in different aspects of their business or just in coaching, like in general, like you. What kind of tip would you have for them? Yeah, the first thing first is anything. If it's a chiropractor going to coaching or if it's just you starting a business, if it's anything related or you're switching careers or whatever that's going to be, the number one thing that I I share this with my clients, we work on this immediately when they work with me, is you got to have a crystal clear vision of what are you wanting to create? What do you want to experience? Why are you going to to become a coach? What's the purpose of it? And you got to be crystal clear with that and understand it has to be something with substance. You can't just say, well, because it's great, like COVID hit and look how many new coaches are out in the world now. Right. And to me, I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, how many people are, you know, you got to have that vision because you're going to have dark days. You're going to have, you're going to have lean months. You're going to have things that are hit obstacles are going to come up. The vision is what sees you persevere through it all. But also vision gives you clarity. And it also helps you with taking action because you only take actions based upon what your vision is. If your vision is not, if it's not aligned with your vision, you don't do it because then what happens is you create incongruencies and incongruencies from a quantum perspective. When you have incongruencies, you're not going to attract what it is you truly want. You're not going to attract. And this is one of the works I do with a lot of my clients. When we get this cleared, all of a sudden their whole business starts to shift. And they're like, I didn't do anything different except this vision stuff. I'm like, it's that powerful. There's a lot more we can do, but that's the most powerful, but you want to be crystal clear, write it out. And you want to be clear on every level. Why are you being a coach? What's the ideal people you want to serve? Why do you want to serve them? What's the purpose behind that? And when you get really clear with all these things, 
this sets kind of like the GPS roadmap of where you want to go. You, it's like punching it in to Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever you use or Waze. And what ends up happening is then it sets the course of like, this is this is the course I follow. It has to align to where I'm going. If it doesn't, I don't touch it. And this is advice. And this is not my thing I've created. I've just kind of pulled it and made it my own. But billionaires do this. I remember Jeff Bezos was getting interviewed. And they're like, hey, great guys. Interviews like, hey, great returns on last quarter. He's like, to be honest, I don't even know what our quarters, our last quarter returns were. He's like, you kidding me? He's like, no. He goes, weren't you just in a meeting that you're going over your quarterly review? He goes, yeah, the quarter from like three years from now, not last month or the next quarter or the following. He goes, we map out every two to three years when we're going over quarterly reviews. That's how far out we're looking. That's an that 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 is like two tips on two man like jesus this episode is nothing but gold i'm just going to call it the golden uh, doctor episode uh, get the thing to take change your life um we are coming up to the near the end and i hate this part because having a fun time talking with your doc um uh, about everything mindfulness and of course your shift but we do need to get to the spark question of the show again spark is done by yes theory and seek discomfort uh, they want you to spark conversations with strangers because those are friends you haven't met yet and this is interesting what's what is the bravest thing you've ever done man the bravest thing i ever done uh, that's a good one um this may not sound brave to people but it was for me at the time so i grew up, i come from a, a very small community it was a very tight-knit italian community in, in near chicago um, and at 18 i decided which wasn't popular at the time to go away to college that was like three and a half hour flight i went to arizona state for a year and a half where i knew no one i had family that was like 45 minutes away but it wasn't like i was seeing them often and so for a kid who Grew up in a big Italian family, always around family. I mean, almost pretty much every single day we had people over at the house and hanging out to now all of a sudden leaving all of that to go to a place where I didn't know anybody. And the only person I knew was my roommate because they we got on a phone call like four months before, three months before <laughs> I was moving and just saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. We talked for like 20 minutes. I was like, all right, bud, I'll see you in like two months. All right, cool, man. Have a good one. That was it. And... um and then to create what I created out there with friends and the people and all that, to me, that was, I mean, there's other things I can say, like starting my own business, uh, you know, all these moving to letting go of my business in chiropractic in Chicago. We didn't sell it because the climate wasn't working to sell. Um, to let that go and then go move to Knoxville, where again, don't know anybody here, just me and my wife and my new daughter and uh, and our dog, can't, can't miss out on my dog. And um, to do those kind of things, but to, to go on that, I think those, I would have to leave it to probably both of those because they're very similar, right? I left my family to go to Arizona State, didn't know anybody. And now we did the exact same thing now, but we're doing it in going to, 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 to Knoxville. But at least I have a partner in crime. Yeah, someone to at least support you, your, your roommate, if you will, um, <laughs> and a little person you have to support. Uh, but that, that is huge, a huge step to take. And like, that's a big bet to take on yourself that you'll be able to survive. Like, especially at a young age, like 18 betting on yourself in a completely different environment that you'll be when you've been quote unquote sheltered with family. Like you don't really have to figure out things by yourself. You have your whole family and now you're that, that is insane. Uh, and especially for a young age, but sets you up for success uh, regardless. Um, 
Vic, I'm going to jump off this the screen here. I'm going to give you uh, ample time to tell my audience where they can find you, where they can follow you, support you, whatever you want to talk about. The uh, floor is yours. So go ahead, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, you can find me. Everything is on my website, empoweryourreality.com. You can catch me on my socials there and everything. I do have a free book that you can get. You can download. It's um, it's called the the Mindset Solutions. I just literally rechanged the title. Um, but you can get it. It talks about mindset, the importance of mindset, the different types, why certain people flock to one versus the other, and get into limiting beliefs and how. When you can break through those things and understand it more, you can really start to choose more of what it is you want to experience and so much more. You can find my podcast and everything else at the website. Again, it's empoweryourreality.com. Awesome. Uh, Vic, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story. It was a pleasure talking with you. And actually, you're probably already started changing my mindset. I'm going to start thinking differently i started thinking differently but i'm going to take it to the next level now seeing the success that you've had and the entrepreneurs you've helped so i want to thank you very much for coming on the show today thanks for having me brother this was a lot of fun uh to my audience as you know the show notes will be chock full of those good good links to connect with vic and uh change your reality change your mindset so that you can become the uh success you deserve to be and again thank you for listening and remember to invest in yourself.